This week's episode of the Cloudcast is brought to you by Intel Cloud for All, driving the creation of thousands of clouds. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, as as a lot of you know, uh, you know, community events are playing a much bigger role in in how all of us are, are learning, how we're keeping up with the people in our industry, how we're trying to keep up with sort of rapidly changing technologies, and whether those are meetups locally or they're big community events. Um, you know, we we don't spend enough time kind of understanding uh, kind of the guts of how those things work because um, a lot of it is is important for folks. It's it's how do I get uh, stuff I want to talk about out there. You know, how do you get your sessions accepted? Um, how should you network with people? What are the best shows to go to? And uh, tonight we're kind of excited. We we have a um, a little bit different thing. I know a lot of the times here we we're probably people will give us feedback that we're a little too U.S. centric. So um, very excited, uh, Rachel. I'm going to get this. Rachel, I'm going to get this. Rumelito, Rumeliotis. That is Did correct. That right? Yes. All right. Yep. And everybody knows I'm horrible at names, so I apologize. But, no uh, she is. Uh, she's co-chair of OzCon Europe. Uh, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Um, so, um, you know, we've, Aaron and I have, have talked about this. You know, we we love the partnership that we have with O'Reilly, um, you know, not only because it, it gives us a little more access to what goes on at events like OzCon and Velocity and other ones, um, but it... it uh, you know, that, that group helps us a lot in shaping some of the things that we put on the show. So i um, excited to have you on. Um, you are the co-chair for uh, OzCon Europe. A lot of us have, um, have been to OzCon in Portland, but give us, you know, we're a month away. Um, it's, you know, October 26th through 28th in Amsterdam. Give us the highlight, like what's cool and new and what are you excited about um, for, for OzCon Europe? Sure. So it, it was really interesting putting OzCon Europe together. It was when we were putting the program together, it was a just a little bit before OzCon in Portland. So we knew what we wanted to do um, sort of for the U.S. Uh, OzCon. And we wanted some of that flavor to make it across the pond over to Amsterdam. So maybe about 50% of sort of like best of because – you know, as much as there are differences, there's um, similarities. And, you know, it's uh, obviously across the globe, there's no more communication barriers, really. You right. know, people people are, um, you know, interested in everything. So, so the other half of it, I really wanted to make sure that we were focusing on people that were local to Europe and topics that were local to Europe. So one of the more interesting um, ones was the idea of privacy and identity and security. And so that's a track that we're having at OzCon. And I feel that they're in a different spot than we are with that, I guess, maybe in the acceptance of privacy or less of it. Right. Um, at least on the streets, like, you know, within London, there's the CCTV everywhere. So it's kind of like we're watching you everywhere, Big Brother. Um, and then I noticed when we were actually um, – looking into doing some marketing and stuff for OzCon Amsterdam, when you go to uh, a site that is Netherlands-based, it actually has to ask you if you want to, if it's okay if they use cookies. 
Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, on your, so that on your was, web browser, right. Yeah. So I was like, what? <laughs> so that was really interesting. So it's a, it, the mix is really different over there as far as what, what's okay, what's not okay, what they ask about. So that's one piece. And then the other piece I was, well, there's two other pieces. One other piece I was excited about was the whole idea of, you know, are there startups over in Europe and how different is that from sort of, you know, Silicon Valley where like every other person has a startup, right. you know, what, what's the, um, the startup scene like in Amsterdam? I heard, you know, Berlin has a, a good startup scene, what's going on in London. And so highlighting some of those, one of our keynotes is actually all about growth hacking and how do you, you know take that startup and blow it up in five years yeah. um, into a really big thing. And then finally the idea, and that we, we're sort of seeing this in um, the U S too, but the idea that open source in and of itself is not really such a big story anymore. It's kind of the default. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. That was something that I know we were talking to um, Sarah Novotny about and she's, mm-hmm. she was on the, and, and she said, yeah, that's, that's one of the big shifts at, at OzCon is that, um, you know, it's not a sort of braggadocious thing of like, you know, open source one, but it is a, um, it's mainstream now. And, and once it, once it's not sort of the sort of keep Portland weird, you know, off the right. thing, it's, you have to treat it differently because sometimes it's who's in attendance, but, but also it's, um, you know, it's, I mean, we, we had, uh, we had Jim Zemlin from the Linux foundation and he's mm-hmm. like, we are involved in major, major parts of the economy and major parts of government. And, uh, you know, people don't always think that, but it's like, it's it, open source is, is all over the place and it's, it is a mainstream thing now. Yeah, absolutely. Over in, um, I know in, in Europe, like the government uses, uh, open source all over the place. And, yeah. and it's interesting too, because it's, it is obviously there's many governments over there. And so it's very fragmented. And so to see how that's implemented across different countries is really, really interesting. Um, and then the idea of like the, so the open source is kind of de facto. So you could almost be like, yay, we won. Um, which I think I did say, but, uh, (laughs) but now I'm kind of, you know, now, you know, you look on, obviously there's still stuff to do. So how do you make sure that open source continues on, you know, I guess what we think is uh, a good path that keeps it sustainable for the people that have been, you know, really passionate about it for the past 20 years and for the, um, the enterprise folks who it's probably not about passion, but it's about, you know, return on investment. Um, how do you make, how do you make it good for both of those people and what can they learn from each other and keep it moving forward? So we'll be talking about that too in, uh, Amsterdam. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, about Europe being fragmented. Um, I think we sometimes think about it like that in the States because we, I think visually we, we look at, at Europe, uh, whether you're going all the way from, you know, the Scandinavian countries down to Italy and, and across and we go, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big space. It's a pretty big piece of land. And then I think sometimes we subconsciously forget it's, you know, cause we, we go, oh, it's the EU and, but we forget it's, you know, it's 20 something countries, it's 20 something cultures, if not, you know, dozens within each country. And, and it has its own sort of, um, technology centers like the U S does. I mean, the Nordic countries are, you mm-hmm. know, have their own sort of technology bent. They've done things around mobile for a long time. Um, the Eastern European countries, uh, you know, have their own sort of centers of technology. London's obviously one. Mm-hmm. How much does that, I mean, does, does that help a little bit or does that make it just sort of infinitely harder because you, when you're, when you're planning these things, it's like, boy, who, who, who am I speaking to? Am I speaking towards the, the ones that are way ahead? Am I speaking towards the middle? Um, how do you, how do you manage all that? 
That is actually quite difficult. <laughs> and OzCon is such a wide-ranging uh, conference in terms of topics. And so one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, wherever you have the conference, um, there is going to be a higher percentage of people that come from that place because it's easier to get to the conference, of course. And right. so, you know, I, I looked a little bit about what was happening in Amsterdam. And, and like I said, there's a, you know, there's a lot of startups there, um, software architecture topics, sort of like the fundamentals, you know, of um, breaking into that area is something that seemed very popular there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. So I guess, I, you know, you aim for a little bit of everything, you know, right. some someone that's a beginner, you know, would want to, you know, maybe do some like 101 type stuff, mm -hmm. but also be interested in, you know, what's what's the new language or what is this person doing? And, and that's what I actually like about OzCon is that whether you're, you know, beginner or advanced or somewhere in the middle, you can kind of find the stuff where you are comfortable. Right. And then you can, I hope this is what you do a lot of, is you go outside of that comfort zone and, you know, see what, how JavaScript can inform what you're doing in C++ and vice versa. And, and the other piece of that is not just the sessions, but talking to people in the hallways. Right. I always hear overhear people saying, you know, that's the best part of the, the conference and stuff. And I'm like, that's great. We work really hard in the sessions too. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I acknowledge that that's, that's really great. And, and it's that sort of mix. I mean, you know, we reorganized uh, OzCon this year. It used to, the tracks used to be in uh, programming languages. Right. And then we changed it around to sort of problems and solutions that developers uh, face. There was performance and data and architecture uh, and security. And, and, you know, because people, there's a tool and a language and a framework for whatever problem you have and you have favorites and you generally, you know, more than one. And so it didn't make sense to be like, this is, you know, this is the Python track. So instead we did, you know, this is how you do performance. Oh, this one, you know, has Python, this one has Go. So that's the kind of thing. So I think that, you know, beginner to advanced, again, will have, you know, like they're always going to have a performance problem right. or a data right. problem. Um, and so that's the hope. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Right, right. Let's, well, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So, um, so you're the event chair, but you know, your, your sort of day-to-day, -day, um, expertise is around software architectures. Um, that track has a ton of really interesting stuff. I mean, uh, distributed, um, mm -hmm. you know, distributed patterns and chaos around, you know, dealing with distributed systems, yeah. microservices, which is kind of the hot buzzword these days, a oh, lot yes. of stuff around containers. Um, what do you just, uh, you know, when you get above the buzzwords, like what are the things that you're finding people either, you know, seem to be hoping to get out of that track or the types of, you know, sessions I, I'm, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to wrap my brain around, I mean, we're, everybody's sort of talking about it. There's, you know, there's plenty of sort of unicorns where, you know, an application mm -hmm. is a company and it's, and it's, you know, it's doing amazing things. How, you know, if you had to rate that area in terms of like sort of one to 10 in terms of maturity, where, where do you see that space and what are the big things they're interested in? So what's interesting about that space is that it kind of uh, goes through a sea change, I feel like, every like five to 10 years. Yeah. So it's pretty fascinating. Like containers, for instance, you know, you'll find, you know, all of a sudden that has been a real big change into how things are done. But then people will be like, containers have been around forever. So it's kind of weird. It's like this cyclical thing. And for whatever reason, this time it really, really caught on and it's making sense and it's changing the culture of the company. And so, um, 
So software architecture too, we're, we're really highlighting that because we're also finding that um, there's two types of situations. One where you're at a smaller company and really no one has the, the title of architect, which means that you all do and you're sort of bumping <laughs> up against it or someone has to fix something. And so that idea of sort of breadth of knowledge versus depth of knowledge and trying to give that. And we have a, an all day tutorial on software architecture fundamentals and going over, you know, how you deal with that, um, that you don't have to be, you know, the expert in something. You kind of have to know a lot about a lot. Um, so starting with that and then the idea too, that, you know, software architecture, again, isn't like one person off in the corner, like I've created this. Um, it's now, you know, a big team and that includes DevOps now. And a lot of people are saying, too, that, you know, microservices, which, believe me, we say, like, so many times a day, uh, is sort of the first DevOps architecture that has come out, that the fact that, you know, it's um, sort of loosely coupled and that you can, you know, upgrade and optimize and change things out um, as you go along and iterate instead of it being just this huge monolithic thing that you have to, you know, make some major business decision to say, okay, we're going to create something new. Right. So that's really interesting. And I think what I try to remember when we're putting stuff like this together is obviously there's like the hot topics and stuff. But the thing is that, you know, even though I've been saying microservices like 72 times a day for like the past year, that doesn't mean like all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, we have microservices implemented. Like, I think there's lots of people that are still like, I've heard the word, but I don't actually know what it means. So I, tr- for something like that, where it's so popular and so, um, such a big change, um, you know, having something where it is about like, what is this migrating to it? Like, don't be ashamed if you don't know what it is. Right. And then also the flip side being like, maybe that's not what the right thing for you. Maybe, you know, SOA still uh, is the right thing for you. Um, so that's a little bit of my thinking around sort of like the architecture space. Yeah, no, it, it, it's good. And I, and I think it's, it's always good when, um, you know, obviously you know, it's, it's driven by practitioners. It's driven by people that, that sort of have some scars from it. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's a very weird time because, um, you know, e- even though people tend to want to talk about the same things, I mean, three or four years ago was you were going to talk about Netflix and kind of what they were doing. And now people want to talk about Uber and Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the reality of it is, is those things came on the scene so fast and you know, however fast that rocket is going to go. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are going, um, yeah, it it seems like it's the new thing or it seems like it's cool, but it, you know, it's almost like people are sort of afraid to go, I don't really know what it means or I don't really know how to do it or uh, you know, is my thing really as as true to, you know, what what people talk about as it as it should be. So it's it's good that you've got sort of a a mix of um the basic stuff and 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 then the you know, the beauty is like you said there's so much hallway conversation that you can kind of find people that will that will help you or you'll find little groups that are standing around and and you can kind of augment what you you may have been too nervous to raise your hand about um, sitting in the session and asking a question or something. Yeah, absolutely. I really hope it's welcoming in that sense. I mean, you can't know everything, honestly, you know, no, no. And it's like you said, it's such a broad it's such a broad conference because it's it's everything. I mean, it's sort of anything and everything. And, um, you know, whereas a lot of them, you know, maybe focus on, on one area or another. Um, let, let me ask you, let me, let me shift gears one, one more time. Um, you know, one of the things that I find at events, um, and I, and I don't know if it's a frustration or if it's just the, the natural evolution of when, when we're in the middle of a lot of change, but you know, you, you'll see a lot of events that go on and, and you look at the speaker lineup and you'll go, 
oh, it's those people again. Right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing yep. wrong with that. Part of it is that's their job. Their job is to be out speaking and evangelizing and doing sure. stuff. And and part of it is, you know, they if they're if they're an early adopter, they're probably smarter than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. How do you when you're when you're running an event, um, how do you make sure that you know, like how do you how do you manage kind of diversity and, and part of its diversity of, you know, kind of people's backgrounds and technical skill sets and part of its you know, the typical, you know, gender stuff and other things, but like mm-hmm. h- how much, how much does, does that come into play when you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of submissions? Like how do you manage that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's another really difficult there's no thing. Right, so, and there's no right yeah. answer, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically for the OzCon events, uh, we end up accepting about 10% of the proposals that we get in. Yeah. And so, you're right. I mean, so there are some people that are so fantastic uh, that have been there, you know, either every year or a couple of years in a row. And it's easy to say yes to those people sure. because, you know, you're getting a great product. Right. Um, or, you know, they've just like once again somehow come up with like, you know, the the session that, you know, is just like everybody's going to want to go. to. Right. And so. What you have to make sure that you do is you have to like take the time to look at the new people and the new content um, that those people have created and, you know, look at their YouTube clips, see who they are and really try and do a mix because, you know, I think with our, I think with OzCon we have a return rate of, you know, like 20, 25%. So that, that's like a quarter of the people there. So they don't want to see the same thing over and over again. So not only is it the same people, but it's the same, the same topic. So you know, if something's really popular, like, so for instance, Docker, obviously really popular, yep. still popular this year. Um, so that's something you'll see again. That's yeah. a topic you'll see again. You sure. might see one of the same people, but then we'd want to get someone else in. The And then the thing about sort of diversity, um, you know, male, female, that all that type of stuff, um, that's really difficult. We're very cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And we're putting stuff together with the idea that we want to put together the best program that we can. Right. Um, obviously independent of who the person is and then keeping in mind, um, you know, you know, is, is, are there women here? Have they put in and making sure that we let all different types of people know that the CFP is out there. Um, you know, be, trying to be as open as possible with like, well, we're here to help, you know, if you have yeah. questions on how to put together a, a good proposal, we can do that. Um, and it just sort of comes together. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So, so we get a lot of a lot of people who will will ask us, you know, kind of off the record behind, you know, and they'll go like, "How did so and so? How do you think so and so got a session accepted? Or are there any tricks? Or mm-hmm. uh, you made a comment like you'll go. I mean, obviously." Things are a little different these days because, I mean, you can go look at somebody's GitHub page and see the kind of projects yep. they work on. And you can, you know, it used to be like, well, I'll look at their blog or maybe I know a little bit about them or maybe the company they work for is interesting. Like how much kind of, I don't, I don't know if the right word, but like how much scouting do you guys sort of do? I mean, do you, do you feel like you you have to go figure out if that person has been out in public and doing things uh, before you're you're kind of accepting of them? Well, so we do, we don't, uh, we don't need uh, you know, an example of someone speaking because obviously people could it could be their first time. Sure. We really encourage that and that's helpful. If you don't have something like that or you don't have a big footprint online, I guess I would just say like your proposal has to be excellent. 
Yeah. Um, like take microservices, for instance. So we'll get, you know, 20 of those and we'll accept two. And so it has to have like a catchy title. It has to have, um, it has to encapsulate, you know, some aspect of microservices that, um, like you said, like this chaos patterns one. Right. Like I was just like, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. people, I, I sometimes think about, so titling is obviously really important. So sometimes I think about myself just when I'm looking around at different things or, um, you know, sci-fi books and I'm just like, that looks cool. Like, let me look at that. So that's like the first thing. Right. And then I think what's important is that for, and this would go for any, um, any conference when you're putting together the little summary Make sure that it's really succinct and really kind of ties into like, this is why people care and make it really interesting. And then, you know, do a couple of bullet, you know, th- you know, three to five bullet points. Like this is what people that attend this will walk away from this with these, this knowledge or, you know, these, this action plan. Right. I think that's really important. Something, something really clear, something that you could complete in, you know, 40, 50 minutes and something sort of on point. That, you know, and if you read through CFPs, a lot of time we try to guide you to where we're going. But, um, but yeah, I mean, take, I guess I would say the final thing I would say is take the time to do a really good job because that makes a difference. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the the reality is it's, you know, uh, and this is always a hard thing for, for sort of engineers to grasp, but it's like, you gotta you gotta market it a little bit, mm-hmm, whether yeah. that's like you said, whether it's in a great title that's going to stand out, or whether that's in a great abstract, or whether it's like you know if if you really know something, like like put it out there so people can find it and they might go, wow, this is a this is a diamond in the rough, and um, you know, and, and like you said, I, I think I think the the open source events probably more than anything, um, people are pretty pretty excited. I mean, if you go up there and you if you show up with something that you're passionate about, even if it's you know, only five or 10 minutes long and you're only doing it, like, go do it. Like, you know, get, get some mm-hmm. experience doing it and, and jump out there and, and see how it turns out. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and we're actually trying something interesting at OzCon next year. Um, where I created a track. I think this will work. We'll see if proposals come in for it, but we're calling it the, um, in real life track. So we're actually telling people like, these are case studies. Like we want to hear about like successes you've had with open source and failures. So, that's another sort of if you're having trouble um, sort of figuring out how to frame something, if you can tell a personal story, I think that's another easy way um, to make it really interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing that we hear every day from people is um, people are super excited at this point about all the different technologies that are out there. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like there's this sort of rejuvenation of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing they all try and figure out is, how do I get anywhere near there from where I am? And so any of those stories I think are, are great. Like everybody wants to hear, you know, like I always say, like we, we, you can kind of gauge the maturity of a market by how, how long it takes to stop talking about the unicorns and start talking about lots of successes or lots of Mm -hmm. people taking chances. So that's cool. I, I'm, I hope it works out. I hope it goes, uh, I hope it goes well because that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, people need to hear because they're, they're sort of taking a chance on going, do I change? And, you know, has somebody else sort of jumped off the cliff before I did into the water? Yeah. I find that, that fascinating. Like the idea of, okay, you know, generally when you go into uh, a new job, it's not that you're starting fresh on something. You're probably dealing with some, you know, giant code base of something, you know, what do you do? Like, how do you dig in and and do you do best practices? And when are you like, okay, we got to start over. Um, That's, that's a fascinating 
yeah. you know, sort of area as well. So, uh, so last question, and then I'm going to kind of wrap this up because we're, sure. we're sort of running late. So, um, you know, obviously the, the sessions, uh, you know, all the topics at, at OSCON are always great. You can find what you like. Um, Amsterdam's an incredibly cool city. Like what other one or two cool things have you guys got going on um, that people might go, yeah, it's, it's worth me, you know, jumping over there for, you know, a day, two days, three days. So we are going to do a hackathon of open source data sets. That's cool. going to be a continuation of one of the tutorials we're having, I think with the, let me see, based on sort of graph database type stuff. So we're going to do that. Um, we always have this, we try, really try, like I said, the hallway track is really cool. And so during sort of the open times, which we try to have an ample amount of because of that, we try to group people together and say, you know, there are places where you can go and hang out. Like if you're a Pythonista, or if you're into microservices or privacy and stuff like that. So we have that going on. And then because Amsterdam is so cool, we, we did leave the evenings pretty open. Oh, nice. So to check the place out. That's right. And hopefully they, hopefully they make it back by the next day. I hope so. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, listen, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for being on tonight. What's the, what's the best place for people to either, um, you know, find you online, ping you, uh, ask questions, or just find out more about uh, OSCON Europe? The best place is OzCon.com, honestly. And from there, you can find me. You can find out the more interesting stuff that's happening uh, in Amsterdam and next year. Cool. Very, very good. Um, and next year, they're moving it up. They're moving it up to, uh, is it April or May? And they're moving it, it to Austin. Yeah, May 16th through 19th next year. Very cool. So, well, listen, Rachel, thank you so much for being on, uh, folks. Um, you know, as always, um, you know, feedback is always welcome. Uh, we're excited to have uh, Intel as a new sponsor. We're going to get into some very cool things with them. And uh, for that, uh, for myself and for Aaron, for Rachel, everybody, thanks for listening and have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 